as I got to be like, you know, 12, 13, I was like, I want to know what that magic can is all about. Mm. So then I cracked one open and I took a sip and it was the worst tasting fucking thing I've ever had in my yeah. life. It was so bad. I was like, who drinks this? Now put a Miller Lite in front of me. <laughs> yeah. I could drink it in one sip. And magic cans are also what priests call children's butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see those magic cans. Shake them for me. <laughs> and we're back. Action. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Major spillage alert. Yeah. If you listen to this podcast, you will get wet regardless of your gender, man, woman. Mm-hmm. You, you know... Splash you zone. will spill things on yourself <laughs> could come from a cup could come from your own body but yep. it's just like this podcast gets the people going it gets people wet that is so true wet and rowdy come ready to party this is breaking takes we're about to break down some news yes welcome to breaking takes everyone i, I got so excited about this being our last in-person podcast for yeah. a while that i just i just ejaculated Lacroix onto myself i know I know. And that's really flattering. Yeah. I feel also, I feel sad, but I know we'll meet again. Yes. And you can continue to ejaculate LaCroix. Do they have LaCroix in Panama? They probably have something similar. I know they, they definitely have seltzer. And, and by yeah. the way, I'm, I'm going down to Panama for oh, a few yes. months. <laughs> Do you want to know his address? I have that too. Yes, it is... Uh, <laughs> 25 Cascolin in uh, Panama City, Panama. And yeah, hopefully I'll survive. This is the second time I've, I'm going down there to mm-hmm. live with my girlfriend while she's doing some lab work down there. Yeah. Experimenting on some mosquitoes. And the first time I was down there was before we started breaking takes. And now things are higher stakes because... We just crossed a thousand views on reels. We, we got did. a reel with a thousand views. So now if I die, people are going to know it. They're going to be like, where'd the reels go? Yeah, like, seriously. Zach's dead. People will care. You're now. the real guy. Yeah. Like, I'm just in there. I'm a co-star on those. Yeah. My obituary will say yeah. before, b- before brother, before son, <laughs> before... Uh, partner, it will say co-host of Breaking Takes, Zach Rosefeld yes. perished when the the Panamanian cartel. Oh no! But if anything happens to me, I'll record it and try to get it back to you somehow. Thank you. Just to like, I'll throw it up on the gram on yeah. on Supercast. On, yes, on our <laughs> Supercast. I promise. If I if I succumb to the Panamanian cartel, I will have them live stream it on Supercast, and they will. Yeah. From what I from the news I've been reading, it seems like these cartel people really enjoy yeah. documenting the work that they do yeah and there was did you hear about this isn't even my story this is how much i read about uh death and like yeah. terrible things Are happening i'm just about, like, like the four boys that, that were, got beheaded yeah. by the mexican cartel <laughs> yeah we went down the same wormhole <laughs> yeah um the i think the one thing that people don't take advantage of when they're getting beheaded by the cartel Mm -hmm. is you want to get the views you want to get you want to monetize your own death if you can yeah and just like because we passed a thousand views on a reel i'm going to be thinking in the back of my mind like how can i have how can i help the cartel help me we'll both help Mm -hmm. each other i'll be like fixing the lighting because i'll be like wait you don't want the blood to like splatter in this direction Mm -hmm. because you can't really 
get yes. the full effect. So I'll like I'll be on the mic as I'm getting beheaded, like in real time. I'll have the camera set up over there. Like I'll I'll help them out to get the footage to send for my You're ransom. going viral. Yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, you'll be dead, but you will have gone viral. My soul, my my podcast soul. I'll still be a we'll co-host in on. spirit. Yeah, yeah. I'll be refer the, to you in yeah. every show. And if it does happen, so my, this will be chair. the most listened to podcast <laughs> of all time because people will go back to like, yeah. do you remember when he predicted his own death by the cartel? Yeah, I hope you don't die via cartel, but you know, if you do, I absolutely do hope that it goes viral. Yeah. And I reap all the rewards. I, I hope so, too. I, I'll even put in a thing that says, like, when my when my partner tries to swoop in and do, like, all the estate, like, the the other yeah, stuff no. where she's like, I'm I'm replacing you. I'll be like, you don't get 50 percent. You didn't do the hosting responsibility. Yeah. Like, I'll break you off like a nice like 10 or 20 percent mm-hmm. piece. But like you can't just slide in into the co-hosting role no. like. It's it's gonna be a battle for this competition. This is serious. This is work. This yeah. is life. Yeah. This is money. Money. <laughs> money. 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 Show me the money. Show me the money. It's yes. exactly what the cartel is gonna be saying to my parents when. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When they have me on video, I think it would be funny, like, because uh, you always see the videos where someone gets kidnapped and the parent goes. Put it like I want to speak to my daughter right now, and the daughter's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, Dad, like, please just give him the money." Huh? And then it cuts back to the kidnapper, and he goes, "You haven't told midnight tonight." Mm-hmm. Click. I think it would be funny if if uh, my dad, my parents were like, "Put Zach on the phone right now," and the kidnapper's like, "All right, here he is." I'm just like, "Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, what's up? How's it going?" They're like, yeah. "Aren't you kidnapped?" And I'm just like, "Yeah, no, I, I am. I just like at this moment." You know, they let I'm me. I'm feeling pretty calm. They gave me a couple of drinks. Like, I'm honestly, I'm not tied up. I'm just kind of yeah. in this mansion. It's comfortable. Around. I have a bathrobe on. Decent hospitality. Yeah. It's, it's doing I, all right. Yeah. Like, I, the, yeah, I'm in an Airbnb that would be at least $500 a night if it was listed. So, yeah, yeah I'm just feeling pretty calm right now. And they're like, okay, um, do you want to leave? And I'm just like, mm. Not yet. <laughs> Can you pick me up tomorrow? <laughs> Don't pay them right away, but just like maybe do installments like yeah. once a month. Maybe I'll just like chill here. Yeah. Eventually, maybe you annoy them so much. So there's like, get this fucking guy out of here. Yeah. I'm. We don't even want him. I don't even want to kill him anymore. So so I think, and, and this legitimately when I... Because this is not a, a story. This is like an actual thought that ran through my head when I was reading the cartel article when those four kids got beheaded. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think what my saving grace would be. What would be my asset to the cartel for them to not take my life? Because they're business people. If you can provide them with a service or a benefit mm-hmm. they're, and it's worth more than your life, they might yeah. want to go. So I thought like I would start podcast for the cartel okay. because there's all these mafia guys that they'll like they're coming out now where they're like i worked with you know fucking tony giamatti back in the 1980s i was a hit man they're, and they're saying on a podcast in 2023 they have they haven't done a hit in two yeah. decades this will be the first ever podcast being released from active cartel members where 
I would host it and I would just be like trying to figure out, I'm like, tell me what you guys want. What do you do? Like, what do you want to say to the U.S. government? Like they fucking were at their war names with them. are super or their voices are super distorted. Yeah, 100 percent. And I just yeah. feel like this is a place for your demands. Just like, let me know. Let's have a conversation. And the U.S. government will hear this. The president of the United States will listen to this podcast. So mm-hmm. this just think of me as your mouthpiece. I think that would work for you for a while. I feel like you'd be super rich and live in a good life for a while, but I've seen a lot of movies and I feel like that guy always dies eventually. Yeah, but I I would die... I, I would die for sure. Like once they, yeah. once they You're figured out. You're disposable at a certain point. Once they figured out how to set up a camera and a microphone, I'd be dead. But my, I'd think for at least like two to three months, You're I would good. have, yeah. Yeah. And the Taliban is on Twitter. So. <laughs> Are they? <laughs> yeah. The Taliban is legitimate. They recruit awesome. United States college students on Twitter and Facebook. So it's like, why can't the cartel be on Twitter on reels? You know, like, yeah, they're just talking about hits and doing because they do good things in the community. Pablo Escobar killed a bunch of people, but he also built some schools, you know, in mm-hmm. between blowing up commercial airliners. So that's true. It's not all bad. <laughs> Very true. It's yeah. a good point. Yeah. That's how his mother feels. I want to humanize the cartel. <laughs> and that's what we do as mm. producers, directors. We have a message and we will get that message across. Yeah. So I think it's capable. I wish you luck on this journey yeah. with the cartel in Panama. And we, I, and I, I appreciate that. And hopefully, you know, if I do get captured, we'll at least get to co host a few Breaking Takes episodes. Yeah. With the cartel. I would love that. We're going through stories with them. And then when I do inevitably, inevitably get beheaded mm-hmm. you can react to it okay. and that'll be breaking yeah takes full would circle. love that you yeah. know i love watching uh, really <laughs> terrible things and and i'll i'll say a message like right before i get beheaded i'll say welcome to breaking takes and yeah. then you could just like start start the reaction i want from it there. to be really a good beheading though i'm tired of these messy beheadings like listen no offense cartel but you could make it a little more grand like I don't want it to be all jagged. I want it to be like Game of Thrones. Like I want you to whip out the longest sword and just like clean. I want yeah. your head to be clean off your shoulders. Clean is a necessity. Yeah. For sure. I, I didn't know that back in the day they wouldn't polish the blades or they wouldn't sharpen them as often. Yeah, literally three to four times. Like it would go like halfway through your neck. And you're just like standing, you're still alive and you're like, what is happening? And then they go like, hack, hack. And then finally. It's like, I could have just killed my fucking self at this rate. Yeah. Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> you I suck. Me, yeah, you suck at killing me, people. Give me the string. I'll pull it down on myself. I'll like chop. You're like trying to kill yourself, like banging it down yeah. into your neck. <laughs> I want yeah. a clean break. I, I want a samurai, so just like a, a dude. Who like does two backflips right before and he like uses the momentum to come in mm-hmm. and like so I want it so clean that I'm like a chicken. Like I have <laughs> yeah. thoughts after my head separates from my body. Yeah. Like I look up at my own body You're and like, I'm just what like, happened? What the fuck? And I'm like still <laughs> talking. Second. 
And then it goes viral because it's like I'm the first human head to talk to their own body. Ever. Yes. Only chickens have done that. Yeah. So we put you up to that cartel. Yeah. We, we want it to be the best we've ever seen. Yeah. But all right. I wish you luck on that. I I, I, I think I, I have a good content plan for that. It's a, it'll good. it'll 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 all come to fruition. Good. Great. But sp- speaking of the Taliban and just like disastrous right. things in general. Uh, there is, I don't know if you're aware of this, this, there is a nine 11 security fee for all plane tickets in the United States. Really? Mm-hmm. No. And this is just this, on that date. Yeah. So okay. th- this is a, I'll, I'll explain what or it is. No, is it? It's okay. for like going forward. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so this is a combination of a story and just something that I realized when I was looking at my flight to Panama. So the airfare for my flight was $294, transportation tax $21, Panama Airport security fee $1.25. In in the tax line, there's a September 11th security fee for $5.60, and that is added into the charge of the ticket. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, it's like this, after September 11th, they upgraded all the facilities, like all the TSA mm-hmm. scanners, like they put in all the body scanners. So we didn't just have metal detectors. Um, I, I, they, Those all, body scanners don't even work half the time. You're, you're, <laughs> you, you're going to find out how much. I go to the airport and then it's like, I when I went to Jamaica, I'm standing in line. This poor guy, he keeps going in. They're like, oh, step back out. Yeah. Go back in. Step back out. <laughs> go back in. And this went on for uncomfortably long before they were like, you know what? Let's just move everybody to the yeah. old school one. So you're going to find out how much it doesn't work. And it's yeah. way more than half. <laughs> okay. And keep in mind, this is for every ticket anyone buys in the United States. Leaving, mm-hmm. coming to domestic flights, 560 each way. So round trip ticket is eleven dollars and twenty cents and millions of people buy this every month and it's Mm -hmm. billions of dollars a year and they supposedly put this into tsa security all the machines and like upping the like any security measures that would be necessary for that so after the implementation of the tax there was a study done and this is back in 2015 but this is still 14 years after they started doing the 9-11 tax because they started Mm -hmm. it the year after the acting head of the transportation security administration was reassigned monday after an internal investigation by the department of homeland security found security failures at dozens of the nation's busiest airports the breaches allowed undercover investigators to smuggle weapons fake explosives, and other contraband through numerous checkpoints. In one case, an alarm sounded, but even during a pat-down, the screening officer failed to detect a (laughs) fake plastic explosive taped to an undercover agent's back. In all, the so-called quote-unquote red teams of Homeland Security posing as passengers 
were able to get weapons past TSA agents in 67 out of 70 tests. A wow. 95% failure I feel rate. so good yeah. that we're both about to be on flights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I saw this. I saw this thing on my ticket and I just searched 9-11 security fee. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that comes up was all of these stories back in 2015. Great. Where the Homeland Security, like these undercover guys that just you buy a ticket. TSA has mm-hmm. no idea. Kind of almost like a restaurant critic where you have no idea the person. Yeah. And a secret shopper, a ni- secret flyer. Ninety-five percent. That is so bad. Yeah. And it's, did they? I don't know if you know the answer to this. Did they source like multiple airports? Did you already it w- say that? Or so I don't I, remember. I believe in the in the study. Uh, this was just one of them, but they would do multiple okay. airports around the U.S. It's like the subway tuna fish scandal. What was the subway tuna fish? Then we talked about this on, on I think a different episode where there was no actual tuna in. The, yes, and they went oh, around and like went to a million different subways, and there was zero tuna. Now we're going around to airports, and everyone fucking sucks at their job. Yeah, <laughs> this is like I'm thinking, if I was a terrorist and I see that because this is like public news. I think I think yeah. they just stopped doing this because the last ones were in 2015 oh, and no. I think they just release it release the results of the test like, and now they just keep good. it private and they're <laughs> like this is fucking horrible if, if I was a terrorist I would fuck with TSA as I went through mm-hmm. because the failure rate is so bad like I would be like wow you guys are the bomb <laughs> and just keep up the good work great and work. the TSA agents like you're like you're welcome sir like have a great day and you're just like, you have no idea how <laughs> my day is going to end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, that that terrorist is sending a lot of people to heaven. And TSA thinks, you know, they're yeah. good enough to get into heaven because, you know, they think they're good at their job. And meanwhile, the whole thing is just one big just that body scanner scam. God forbid you have a water bottle on you. I mean, you try to go through TSA with a water bottle and they're like, uh-uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> turn around. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's a fucking water bottle. And they don't just say turn around, they yell at you in they front of everyone yell. else. They're like... They dehumanize you. Yeah. Like, hey, is there water in that? Is it... Right there. Back Who's, of the line. Who has the... Back of the line. Who has the red backpack, this red nerdy backpack? And I'm like, you don't have to say it's like a nerdy, but just say it's the yeah. red backpack. And they did they just like... They will do that. They just start insulting you. Yeah. Wh- wh- like, where do they get people that work for TSA? Like, do they come disgruntled the, I, or do I they just so. become once they get the job? I feel like they come disgruntled like they have to right yeah they to me it's like what are you an ex like military person or did you fail like uh, at police academy and now you're here yeah yelling at me to get to the (laughs) back of the line i think it's just a it's it's so good that for the job that needs you to be just completely open to all possibilities and have a long, uh, uh, have a high tolerance for like things that go wrong mm-hmm. and, and needing to like pick up on body language and things that could possibly be snuck through the detector. It's really great yeah. that the people who are responsible for that 
are just like the most like keep it moving like come, yeah. like keep where is that a bottle keep, throw it out keep it moving come on sir go through and the guy's got like three fake explosives yeah. strapped to him for the fucking like homeland security test and mm. he's all right and then the scanner hasn't even gone off and they're just like it's fine keep keep it going do like a quick quick pat down he's got like four pistols mm-hmm. in his pocket and they're just like is that your wallet he's like i guess and then they're like all right get the fuck out of here and we're still taking our shoes off like what what's the point in that when we're like going through our little full body scanner it can see straight through my clothes like it sees my naked body yeah but it can't see my toes yeah i don't (laughs) i don't really know why and and also if you pay seventy dollars a year for pre-check you don't have to take your shoes off and suddenly though they're like you couldn't possibly have a weapon in those shoes in those seventy dollar pre-check shoes yeah like terrorists don't know what ts uh pre-check is for tsa or like the um what's that thing called where it just scans you in it's not pre-check but it's like uh i I forget what it's called but you can basically like scan your fingerprint or something and it just lets you through Wow. And and it's like you like how how important is this stuff if you could just pay $70 a year? Clearly, it's not important. Clearly, they don't even actually do a good job. They're all just like failed. They all got fired from like working at the prison or something. And now they're just like pointing and yelling at people. One time I was at the airport and it was me and my girlfriend and we were heading to Hawaii like I don't know, two, three years ago or something mm-hmm. before it burnt down the entire state. Rest um, in peace. Yeah, I care about Hawaii. So don't go to Hawaii right now, people, or at least don't go to Maui. Mm. Um, but anyways, like my partner went first, ladies first. So she goes like we have all of her stuff up on the belt, the shoes, everything. She goes through. And I, I swear to God, I think the TSA person thought I was like a little boy. Because you know how mm. some people, like, they want to make, like... Because it was just me and then a bunch of, like, femme girls behind me that had n- no relation to me. He kept making me, like, put their stuff up on the belt and, like, move their stuff down the belt. Yeah. Every time I tried to, like, turn and go to meet my partner who is now boarding the plane without me because I'm stuck here yeah. working for the TSA, he's like... No, Push that up. Push. I'm like, dude, this isn't even my stuff. It went on for so long that one of the girls that was behind me was like, do you want to go through the thing? Yeah. And I was like, I would love to. But apparently I just got a new job today. Yeah. Like <laughs> what other job besides TSA? Could you just tell people to do your right? job for exactly. you? Exactly. And it's just like and accept it. Like imagine if you were at Subway and yeah. you, you said, yeah, I'll take whole wheat bread and then you go, okay, I'll also take turkey and American <laughs> cheese. And the guy's just looking at you. And he's yeah, like, take right, it. Yeah, put it forward. Like, move your bread forward. Like, <laughs> is this you? Is this you, ma'am? Is this your bread right here? Please. You yes. can't walk away until it goes forward to the next yeah. station. Oh, it's not your bread? Move it forward anyways. Yeah. Is there a bomb in your bread? That's fine. <laughs> we'll let it through. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. If I had a but knife on me, in it? I probably would have already been sitting on the plane. Yeah. I would have made it through with the swiftness yeah yeah so. that's like I, I i feel like yeah I, w- I would be interested to see the tsa hiring process just for the type of people mm-hmm. 
that they're like, yeah, this person will sniff out a Glock stuffed in a carry-on. This this <laughs> this is the person, and then they hire them, mm-hmm. and it's like, did they hire this? Like, are they so bad at their job coming into it or is tsa just like is there something about it we're not seeing Mm -hmm. that just like within months you're just like you become this person who has zero tolerance for just like a two second delay in any sort of the line i don't know it's scary in there I'm scared already. I feel nervous when I'm in line for Me, security. Yes. Not because I'm going to get caught with anything, but because I like accidentally Are we going to miss have... our flight because I need to stand here and load people's baggage on yeah. the conveyor belt? Yeah. <laughs> like that that is where TSA is at today that a terrorist with a bomb in his bag has the same level of anxiety as someone who can't remember if they took their water bottle right. out of their carry-on <laughs> and the guy with the water bottle gets stopped and the terrorist yeah. is like <laughs> yeah, God forbid you have like a large toothpaste in your bag. Yeah. <laughs> like, How many like, like, it, it's had to have happened like with with let's say 9-11, for example, like where those guys go through the security and the someone in front of them had to have gotten stopped for toothpaste or mm-hmm. like above the 3.4 ounce limit for cologne or yeah. water. And like they just they. they go they make a huge deal out of it and they the, all the alarms go off and they pat down this person and they like go through their anal cavity mm-hmm. and they're just like searching for other dangerous things mm-hmm. to take on a plane like more bottles of water that yeah. can apparently bring the plane and the the group of terrorists is just like they they just walk by yeah. and they're like i honestly didn't think it was gonna be what a pleasant distraction that was like this is too easy like yeah. th- this is like we we should work for TSA as terrorists to like consult with them mm-hmm. and be like these are the things that we've been sneaking through your plane yes. the, your security system the entire time like can you please step it up to make the next attack an actual yeah. challenge because this just doesn't get us hard Yeah they've anymore. been playing on like level 2 yeah. of this game for so long Yeah I am a little bit I mean how are you with planes do you do you like flying do you always feel like you're probably gonna die i'm i'm a little bit in the extremes where i'm usually very anxious or very calm i've had flights where uh, i thought i was literally gonna die yeah i'm sitting there with my heart pounding and i'm contemplating whether to tell the stewardess that i'm having a heart attack Mm -hmm. and that we need to land the plane and then i have other times where i'm fine yeah. and there's not really a rhyme or reason to it i've never really taken xanax or mm-hmm. i don't really drink heavily on planes it's just kind of luck of the draw sometimes yeah i guess i'm always just it's so stupid how we are obsessed with like plane crashes even though it's like it doesn't really happen that often yeah but every time i'm always like once we're up in the air i'm good because i think statistically like most of the crashes happen within takeoff yeah so I'm like, once we're up, I'm good. And once you get a vibe on the flight, you got to check the vibe on mm. the flight. I'll tell you when I was flying from Miami to Jamaica, because I had a layover in Miami, like the whole plane was, except for me, was like full of black people. And it was mm. the best plane ride <laughs> I have ever been on because oh, they don't yeah. play with that shit. Mm. They are quiet. They are... They are not playing. 
with any sort of weird shit. Like this plane is going to land <laughs> and it is going to be okay. So you're saying the vibe was quiet? Like the vibe was so safe. It was like, I know that nobody on here is like crazy. Yeah. Everyone is just like singing hallelujah in their head. Yeah. And they are just minding their business. And w- someone was eating like hot wings up front. And I was oh. really, they got the TGIF hot wings. Yeah. And I wanted them so bad. Yeah. You you know, if someone rushed the cockpit, some black lady would stand up and be like, not today. And Seriously. And just punch some Saudi Arabian I really Saudi felt Arabian that way, yeah. though, that they were like, we're not, if anything happened, they were just like, no, not today. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm get this flight has 50 more minutes. Yeah. Sit down. <laughs> and the terrorists would be like, I've never encountered so such a powerful ass. being yeah. before. They <laughs> exactly. did not they did not train us on mm-hmm. independent black women in the exactly. Taliban. There's not there was not a <laughs> lesson on how to deal with it. Like just some lady doesn't even hit him. She's just like, mm-mm. That's right. Sit 23C, sit down right. I don't make me cut. And he's just like, I, I, I guess. All right. Yeah. I don't don't have any response to that. And he's like on the phone with the head of the towel. Like, I fucking, I was about, and this woman stood up and she, I've never been this scared in my life. And he's like, you've literally walked over landmines and had people shooting at you. And he's like, sir, I'm scared for my life right now (laughs) on this plane. I, I, I felt like a small boy again. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But but yeah, no. So I felt really safe on that flight. So I'm hoping I'm you're heading off to Panama. I'm heading off to London first, but a variety of places in Europe. So yeah. Godspeed to us. Yes. <laughs> May we return. <laughs> yeah. I as I also I I thought that the name for the airport security fee was weird, like the 9-11 security fee, mm-hmm. because 9-11 was the thing that beat airport security. So they're like naming it after yeah. the thing that beat them, which is like calling an organization that supports battered women, the O.J. Simpson Foundation. <laughs> it's yeah. like this is like he's the goat of going against battered women just like mm-hmm. 9-11 was the goat of going against the airport security so mm-hmm. like it just struck me like it could have been uh like the the any like the security fucking tightening fee the fucking we could, like we could have just left out the 9-11 yeah it could have just been a extra security fee yeah it could have could have just been they could have just lied to me and told me it was just like another type of tax that right. didn't because there's like seven exactly. listed on the ticket. <laughs> so I, I I feel like it was just like a name picked by a senator to like mm-hmm. corral the spirits yes. of people to not go against yeah. the tax. But in reality, it's it's it it goes like it it I don't know. It just struck me as like a very <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't know, and and we're, that and we're that's almost ex- in nine eleven season. Yeah, New York is getting s- seasoned right now. <laughs> yes, we're about to approach. We're gonna have the the decorations. And we're about to see so many documentaries on TV. You're about to wake up every morning, and it's like 
just the twin towers falling. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's we just get yeah. reminded of it every year. You go on TikTok, it's like all these traumatic videos. And it's like, all right. I've seen the monument. Yeah, never. F- I know. Never forget. Never forget. TSA forgot. Like yeah, th- there were no changes. Like literally <laughs> they added the body scanner, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work 95% of the time. Like if any other industry had a 95% failure rate, you would change things up immediately. Like if I worked for a suicide hotline mm-hmm. and after three months of working there, 95%. my manager calls me and is like, anyone you talk to, like 95 out of the 100 calls you've taken the past few months uh, have not been a success. Mm-hmm. Where gonna fire you like yeah you're making like people are calling the hotline by accident Mm -hmm. and you're still making them kill themselves (laughs) like by what you're saying yeah um so we're gonna let you go but like tsa they're just like i don't know just fucking keep telling them to put their hands like this in the triangle position and have the thing yeah they get a little little grab yeah a little smack a little yeah it's and the terrorists are just like, I, I think the reason why it's been so long since a major terrorist attack is just because they're bored. They're like, they we thought they would make it super strict, like almost um, like Mission Impossible, mm-hmm. where you have to go through the lasers. And like, if you touch a laser that sets off the alarm and like, you're basically going <laughs> to have to worm your way through airport security to even smuggle a knife in. The yeah. terrorists are like, this is like... This isn't fun. Yeah, like we've been training. Yeah. Or we've watched Tom Cruise all of Tom Cruise's films. Yeah. <laughs> we've been training for that. One Mission Impossible 1 through 7. Taliban yeah. Taliban boarding school. It's, it's That's true. <laughs> it's it's the entrance exam. You have to be able to quote anything yes. from Tom Cruise 1 through 7. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's just not up to the the level to test them out they're not even having to use their skills yeah they just have to stand behind someone with a water bottle in line yes. and they'll call over nine other tsa agents to handle yeah. it and then they're just like i guess this is the way things are breeze like, on by yeah no purpose wow you have to give you, you can't let terrorists go through life without purpose they need a passion you need to respect the thing that they want to do and you have to be able to provide them the the correct challenges yeah, yeah except not when i'm there <laughs> oh yeah Ch- challenge the shit out. i hope i hope tsa challenges them um when the next time we're in the airport but yeah well you'll see me working the conveyor belt so i'll yeah. see you there at jfk oh yeah <laughs> i can't wait Hey guys, this is a quick break in the episode to tell you about Breaking Takes Premium, where we will be dropping monthly bonus episodes and allowing you to become part of the show. For five bucks a month, you will get access to bonus episodes, that's audio and video, be able to suggest topics and stories for us to give our takes, AMAs, minisodes, and more. Head to breakingtakes.supercast.com to sign up for Breaking Takes Premium today. 
That's breakingtakes.supercast.com for full bonus access. And if you aren't able to sign up for premium, that's okay. Because if you still want to support the show, you can rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Seriously, the more ratings are such a big help when it comes to new listeners discovering the show because it tells the algorithm to push us higher in the search results. So the more reviews and ratings, the better. We'll also read the comments that you leave on Apple Podcasts and give you a shout out at the end of each show. So get creative. Leave us some badass comments. Now, back to the episode. Um, but on to, I guess, uh, a different, I mean, where is the Taliban from? This, I'm not great at like this sort of stuff. New like. Jersey. <laughs> well, no, they're from, uh, I, I think what? they're from Afghanistan, Iraq. It's kind of like now the I Middle East. I think I think they go around too, trying to hide from authorities, okay. and they kind of chill up in the mountains. Yeah, sometimes. Afghanistan. Yeah, all right. Afghanistan, you're, you're, yeah. you're right. Well, speaking of another, I guess not as bad enemy, but kind of China. How do we feel? How do we feel about China? I love Chinese food. I love everything that comes out of China, but America and China are beefing. I feel like China, I mean, my, my personal feelings on China is that they're like a an ex-boyfriend yes. that a girl broke up with when he was 17, she was 17, mm. and then 10 years later, she's checking Instagram and China is just running the fucking world. And she's like, how did this? Yeah. I thought he was a scrub. When we brought, yeah. yeah. And, and I feel like that was the way we treated China for a lot of history. Mm. And now we're like well, afraid. Yeah. because And they're partnering with like Russia. They're not great. Well, the government, obviously, you know, we can't talk about the people, but I am going to talk about the people. Yeah. So <laughs> this headline's and on CNN. Food. Yeah. Oh, my God. Delicious. Don't, don't get me started. So CNN.com. Uh, China wants to limit minors to no more than two hours a day on their phones. Mm. China is proposing new measures to curb the amount of time that kids and teens can spend on their phones. As the country takes aim at Internet addiction and tries to cultivate good morality and socialist values amongst minors, this proposal was released by Cyberspace Administration of China, um, the country's top Internet regulator. So let's see here. Oh, so they're proposing that apps and mobile devices have minor mode built in. <laughs> that sounds like an I app love developed that. by Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> yeah, <it does. laughs> Let me scroll minor mode on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. So that might be a, an add-on that you can buy for for minor mode. Yeah. But the main purpose that they're <laughs> advertising <laughs> yeah, is that it would restrict daily screen time to a maximum of two hours a day, depending on the age group. Mm. Um, and I think it kind of so no one under 18 would be able to access their screens between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. I mean, you're pretty much asleep during that time. But, you know, don't tell me what the fuck to do. Yeah. That's how I feel. <laughs> so it, this is not just a suggestion like with Instagram where it goes, you've reached your screen limit for today. Mm. Would you like to continue? Or Like it's going to be as hard. You can't use your phone between certain hours if you're in yeah. China. Well, it does say that parents would be able to override the time restrictions and certain educational and emergency services would obviously not be subjected to these restrictions. 
Yeah. As of now, this is just proposed, but it's kind of fucked up. Like I was thinking about it. I'm like, aren't these Chinese kids probably making these phones? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now you're going to tell them when they can and cannot use it? Yeah. Because I know there are not good working rights laws there. There's definitely child labor going yeah. on there. I mean, if you're 11 years old and you're working from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. in a factory and you finally get home and you go to unwind mm-hmm. on TikTok or you're playing like Subway Surfer and the restriction comes on like, bzz, like, you're past 10 p.m. No access to the phone. I I I don't think you can take that away from no. child workers. No, like the the working is fine, but give them <laughs> access to the phone. Yes, we can't have them go crazy. You yeah. know, everybody needs a little TikTok time, a little scroll time. Keep them in line. Keep them working. But then give them that release at the end of the day. Don't restrict. You need it. Yeah. I feel so frustrated when I like go to sit on the couch in the evening when I'm done and my phone's like dead or something Yeah. and I can't scroll it. And then I just have to sit like like this and watch TV. Yeah. And <laughs> like Im- an 80 year old. <laughs> and imagine before that you put together 462 of them yes. on the factory line and you're like, bitch, I just made these. How I'm. I'm a god. I'm an 11 year old god to these iPhones. I'm yes. putting them together. I'm doing it for four cents a day. They're getting sold for <laughs> yes. $4 million to, exactly. in the US. Give me my screen time. Yeah. I think that children deserve screen time. At the same, like, I get the point, but two hours is really not a long time in a 24 hour day. No. That's like barely any time. Yeah. I, I, like, if I one YouTube like video could be an hour long. Yeah. And my my mom is making me breakfast before I go to the factory. Like that's 15 minutes, 30 minutes yes. right there. I'm I'm watching something on my phone. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm taking I'm, I'm not potty trained yet if I'm working in the factory in China. So no, like it takes me longer exactly. to go to the bathroom. I'm on my phone just taking a shit. Yes. So, yeah, I, I I think these children's rights are being violated with the fact that they can't look at their phones as much as they want to. No other reason. But like the phone thing really ticks me off. Yes. Same. When did you get a cell phone? When was, when was your first cell phone? Uh, My first ever cell phone, I want to say was sixth grade. I had an LG flip phone. Hell yeah. I had a Nokia Back in like third grade. Oh shit! So but, you were early. Well, my parents, you know, they're divorced, so I got one so I could be like able to keep in contact with. Oh yeah, you know the other parent when I was with one parent. I remember playing the fuck out of that snake game uh. on the Nokia. That game was like my life. Yeah. Then I graduated to an LG Chocolate. I was super cool in middle school. I kind of remember that. You slide it up. Yeah, it was it's, like almost like the sidekick. And and the keyboard is so fucking small. Yeah. Like it's the stupidest phone in the world. Do you remember asking your parents for internet access when you would click on the little <laughs> web thing and it would go? I never asked. Do you want to? Because I, I knew the answer already was no. <laughs> my, my, my parents basically lied to me and were like, if you use this app, it's X number of dollars per minute. It or kind whatever. of is, though. But it wasn't as much as they told me. They told me it was, it was like, be like two grand. 
Yeah. It was like 50, <laughs> yeah. it was literally like fifty bucks if you spent like a few hours it, on it. It maybe, was maybe they didn't lie. Maybe they were just eating the two hundred dollars a month that mm-hmm. I would use on the phone, and were just like, I, I was I was also like a dumb kid, so I'm like one dollar a minute, like that's a lot of money because I had like yeah. thirteen dollars. So I'm like, there's no way I could spend all my money in thirteen yes. minutes. Um, but yeah, I just remember. No, it did. Call- I remember I did it once too. And my dad like was so mad at me. And I think it was about like 200 bucks. Yeah. But I had probably been using it periodically from like one billing period to another. And yeah. it costs like 200 added bucks. Yeah, that's not bad then. Yeah, I don't think so. But it's kind of funny that we, <laughs> that was the original. You went to like this little tiny screen (laughs) it was like a little miniature computer (laughs) yeah and it cost a million dollars and it was slow as hell yeah to use and i was loving every minute of it yeah and the kids in china probably missed the days where they only had to put together those small screen flip phones without all the complicated chips in it and Mm -hmm. you said that little simple keyboard little simple screen and then you just flipped it together and boom yeah down the conveyor belt line I, they it, it must have been really hard for these teeny tiny children once the smartphones <laughs> came around because like if there's anything i'm against it's it's toddlers putting together smartphones i think i think if anything you got to keep the toddlers putting together the flip phones that that's where we need to go back to it's better yeah. for us with screen time better for them they get to work their dexterity from a young age like no one gets hurt we will go back to that eventually i feel like everything goes back yeah so uh, they're also just saying like internet addiction is running rampant which you know i would say it probably is (laughs) but we also need the internet for like everything now so am i addicted or am i just trying to exist yeah exactly (laughs) i need the internet to do literally anything i was gonna say like if you're uh if you're a 17 year old and i know they don't have this rule anymore but if you're a 17 year old girl in china and you're on your third kid and no and it's the second girl and the government sends you a letter and goes you gotta behead this one because it's a girl (laughs) and then you're just like all right i guess this is normal because the government's telling me to do it Mm -hmm. and then you do it and you just want to escape for five minutes on your phone after that just like watch a video and you can't even do that no so it's like they're the they're banning i think they're banning the phones not because they think it's bad for screen time but because they're going to become aware of the life that other people around the world live Mm -hmm. and get like too familiar with it yeah where no that's like, absolutely what it is where they're like why like look at these people sitting down on toilets like we squat and <laughs> projectile through holes in the floor wow that's a skill yeah <laughs> i could i could use working on that skill a little bit sharpening that up there's actually uh in the, the J- japan airport it's in multiple places around japan but they have a lot of chinese tourists and there's signs on some of the bathrooms that say this toilet is not meant for squatting. This is meant for sitting. And I looked it up one time because I saw this kind of like the same warning mm-hmm. in bathrooms. Mm-hmm. And I translated it on my phone. I'm like, oh, shit, like Chinese people come to Japan and they fucking like sit 
they, they like put their feet on the rim of the toilet mm-hmm. and squat down. I think that's an Indian thing as well. Like it could be. Southern India where it's more impoverished. Yeah, where they everything do a lot is a of toilet. squatting. <laughs> yes, I. There's yes, no discrimination actually. against toilets there. It's it's, it's just <laughs> yeah. If, there's if, a lot of shitting in the streets. If in it makes South a sound, India. if it's on the ground, it's a it's a toilet. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I actually just found a so it says this is to curb internet addiction, and they already have kind of boot camp style centers to curb internet addiction. And mm. so I clicked on this other article and the headline is children in china locked up for as long as 10 days at internet addiction camp what are they doing (laughs) like what are they doing for 10 days i assume it's kind of just like a maybe a silent not a med not a silent meditation but almost just like we're gonna break you mentally it says yeah so the People that ran this particular camp, and I'm sure there's plenty more, it says they were sentenced to prison after being found guilty of locking children in solitary isolation for up to 10 days. So that's better than playing on TikTok. Look. That is fucking insane. Look, if if you are going to train children to make these phones and stare at iPhone parts for 12 hours per day, you have to train them psychologically to be able to sit in silence mm-hmm. for that period of time so they stay focused. So from China's perspective, I'm not saying I agree with it. <laughs> Love the way this is going. But it does make sense if you're trying to build these like miniature cyborgs that yeah. make things. Because like, again, China, yes. China is getting ready for the future. They're always thinking 100 years ahead. So... They already sell everything to the U.S. They manufacture. They make all the parts. And so also AI is coming where it's like going to they're going to be able to put robots into factories and just Mm -hmm. give them the ability to make phones instead of uh, hiring elementary school students. (laughs) They're like, well, instead of spending all these money on robots, what if we just turn kids into robots And so that way the AI revolution happens instantly instead of us having to come up with the technology. We'll just make our own population. It's a thought. Robots. You want to know what I'm doing? If I'm sitting in solitary confinement for 10 days, I'm dreaming about beheading them (laughs) like the cartel. (laughs) Yes. I'm dreaming about the moment they unlock this door. I'm going so rabid. Yes. On these people. I'm going to bite their fucking ankles and yes. rip their heads off. 100%. Like the Chinese cartel once they let you yeah. out. Yeah. Yes. And you're just, you're, you're, you're planning it in your head. You're thinking exactly how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And then they open the door and there's just this little nine-year-old Lee, Lee Wan. I'm thinking about, have you ever seen the movie The Grudge? Yes, very long <laughs> that time little, ago. That little like blue dead Asian boy is yes. what I'm imagining. <laughs> yes, 100%. And maybe, he's maybe, just going to be coming at you so fast. So I think we should send our TSA agents to China to become trained. Perhaps. Because they, they're they not locked in, obviously. 95% no. failure rate. 
they're not finding the bombs. Right, they're not finding too the guns. locked in, or they're not locked in enough. Yeah, they're locked in. Either on, way, it's not good. They're they're locked in. I've noticed that a lot of TSA agents yell at each other <laughs> from across the airport. It's actually like, yeah, it happens a lot. No, I was in. I flew back from Charlotte this past weekend, mm-hmm. and four separate times on the way back to JFK, there was like a TSA agent at one gate yelling across the fucking airport to <laughs> they don't another. have walkie talkies yeah and, with that extra 911 fee they can't afford a walkie talkie and there's people going through security as they turn and they're like <laughs> hey Teresha and I'm just like people are just going and he's just like absentmindedly just waving people through almost like a bouncer at a bar yeah. where he's like having a conversation kind of like half ass looks at the yeah. ID and then they open it they open the what is that what the what are they called? The the ropes? Oh, the yeah. The queue? And then like 20 people funnel in. By the way, can we stop letting old and disabled people not go through security or like they go through like that bullshit ass like little screening instead of the body scanner? Because they're prime suspects, number one, for bringing out a bomb. <laughs> That's right. If I'm in a, sitting on it, probably. If I'm the Taliban, I'm giving, I'm paying off an old lady I'm in a wheelchair. I'm putting that in Meemaw's wig, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'll be like, hey. Here's 10 grand. Take this box, seat it under you, because as soon as you get to the front of the line, they're just going to wave you to the side mm-hmm. and go, oh, ma'am, I'm so sorry we made you wait for that long. We're, we're going to, you know, we're, we're going to get you right there. And mm-hmm. every, like a child, a person in a wheelchair, someone with a cane, all you have to do to get through airport security is walk with a limp and yes. they'll just put you to the side and be like, no. You obviously have good morals. You're limping. Yeah, I love that they show respect like that. Yeah, they're like they they're they're I guess they're morals. I yeah. love how unique they are. They're like we really care about old people. What is it about old people and disabled people where we just instantly make the connection? Like, oh, they must be good because I'm I'm like. I'm kind of a good person, uh-huh. but I'm also not a good person. Mm-hmm. And if I got paralyzed tomorrow, people would automatically assume <laughs> like, oh, honey, like go right. Th- like you mm-hmm. deserve every like go right through the front of the line. I'd be like, nah, this guy's a dick. I'd be like, if you knew the things running through my head right now, I, yeah. just, I just took 10 grand from the Taliban to smuggle through this AK-47. <laughs> why? Like, why do we assume it's like a weird connection between disability and morality? Yeah. And I feel like we just kind of like whitewash, like we don't treat disabled people as nuanced, complex human beings. Mm -hmm. We're like, oh, you're like, you're just a (laughs) saint. And we don't treat them as people because of that. I think there's been stories like that where people that are disabled, like they get so fucking annoyed with being treated differently and they're like, yeah, I'm not a fucking good yeah. person. <laughs> yeah. Like, why are why are these people basically like wiping my ass for me when I yeah. I want to murder them? If you have any sort of disability and you're listening to this podcast right now, send us a story where you've been a bad boy or a bad girl. Tell tell us when you've acted up and you've you've you know you've stepped outside the bounds of morality because we need to start showcasing that disabled yes. people. being bad is part of person you can be an asshole in a wheelchair hu- yeah it's part of humanity that's disabled right disabled people are humans too show tell send us your stories tell us when you've deviated dm us give us 
give us the the dirty deets and yeah. we'll we'll do our part to to humanize you yes and we won't report bad. any crimes to the police no and it'll it'll <laughs> be anonymous all. too so don't yes. send us your real name yeah don't do that yeah yeah well i guess like i don't know <laughs> i don't know where to go from this <laughs> the, so let me uh let me try to give an awkward transition okay great 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 so uh, i'm ready Speaking of children, all right. The Catholic Church. Hey, that's good. That's a good transition. This let me let me uh, take a sip of whiskey before I do this because this one uh, to the Lord. Yeah, <laughs> God knows I'm gonna need some help to get through this one. <laughs> I thought that was a great transition. When I think of Catholicism, I too think of. Uh, sexual predators and children. And I went to Catholic school. I went to Catholic high school. Mm -hmm. I was a Catholic for many, many years. And Mm -hmm. so this one hits, hits home um, a little bit. I mean, I I don't, I haven't been to church in years, but I I still, I, I still in the back of my mind, I hold a little Catholic guilt hope for the future of a church like it's always nice to see them doing good things but then things like this happen and i'm just like hmm. i didn't again. grow up religious at all i went to like sunday school because i think my dad just wanted a reason to like get rid of me for yeah <laughs> like a day um so yeah i went to sunday school and stuff i've been in churches obviously yeah. but i did not grow up religious at all your so. dad was like it's either sunday school or we're moving to china and you see what <laughs> yes. those kids do and so, i was like give me some which fucking one do you want to do graham crackers <laughs> yeah. and throw on that animated veggie tale yeah. show you're like give me 10 bibles i know yeah. anything besides making phones yes so the san francisco archdiocese files for bankruptcy as it faces more than 500 sexual abuse lawsuits. The Archdiocese of San Francisco has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy as it faces more than 500 lawsuits alleging child sexual abuse. Quote, the unfortunate reality is that the Archdiocese has neither the financial means nor the practical ability to litigate all of these abuse claims individually. And therefore, after much consideration concluded that the bankruptcy process was the best solution for providing fair and equitable compensation to the innocent survivors who have been harmed. Archbishop Salvador Cordelion said in a Monday news release. Now, hang with me. Okay. Imagine raping so many children that you have to declare bankruptcy like the the fact that you're like like if you watch all the movies on the church or like you read all the articles like they're so they're so worried about defending themselves Mm -hmm. and like putting out the right narrative and like doing all the pr but like to have abused so many children where your first move is like let's get our books in order because this mm-hmm. is going to be a long battle. Yeah. Like, let's just get this out of the way first. We're guilty, <laughs> but like, we don't want to pay you. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is, I, I don't know, like, I don't think this has ever happened before. I was trying to look up if, if a church, like an, a diocese has declared bankruptcy mm-hmm. because of an abuse scandal. Yeah. 
And like, this is the first one where they're basically like, yeah, we've done it. But like, if you sue us, you're not going to get anything. Like you're not, you're not going to get shit because you can't, uh, if, if you declare bankruptcy, according to the law, you can only pay out so many people and you're yeah. only liable for mm-hmm. so much of an amount. So it's basically like this loophole meant for uh, businesses. But mm-hmm. like in this case, the church is allowed to use it, which I don't get because I'm they don't so pay taxes. Ti- yes, I'm so tired of that, of like them not paying It's just like they're taking up so much fucking space. These churches are massive. Here in New York, there is a massive church every block. And not even half of them are like active anymore. But you you're like not allowed to tear them down or do anything about it. So they're just there rotting with like rats in there. (laughs) So I I am tired of this. And I also can't believe the amount because this is not the this is san francisco i know like years ago there was the whole boston boston yes and i'm like and that was like almost like 200 kids or something but the church fought like the church went after the journalists in boston the boston diocese i forget which one specifically it was i watched that movie watch the movie spotlight yeah that's based on that mark ruffalo is a savage yes um they went after the journalists they tried Mm -hmm. to blackmail them the church was like we'll use everything at our disposal to cover this up but in this case they're just like you got us us. yeah (laughs) we're we're finally like we're close like it's almost like a one of those like we're closing we're going out of business signs 99 percent mm-hmm. off but like yes. on the catholic church it's and i yeah. don't get how they're able to do it because if you don't pay taxes you shouldn't be allowed to use business exactly. law yeah yeah that's like how, that's what i thought as well because it's like a benefit of owning an llc owning a business that you can declare bankruptcy mm-hmm. but if you're not that type of business i don't get how you're allowed to do that as the church but i mean what do I know? I barely hey. passed accounting in, yeah. in uh, college. Morally bankrupt. In theory, they want to be financially bankrupt as well. Yeah. Which we know the church will never be <laughs> yeah. financially bankrupt. They have so much goddamn money. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. Like, do the do the popes and the fucking cardinals laugh about it in the Vatican when they read a verse in the Bible that has to do with tending to the poor and like being okay with not having a lot of money and like wealth is not Mm -hmm. something that you should strive for Mm -hmm. in your life and they're doing it in like versace robes custom made for the vatican fire i'm not gonna lie like the pope and the cardinal i don't know any of the other lingo but their fits fire yeah love it i would respect the church i would go back to church if the Pope came out and made a statement and said, I know what the Bible says, but also I'm slaying in these robes. This, yes. This robe, this robe costs more than your house. Catholic couture, baby. Do you, yeah. <laughs> if there was a shoot with like Lady Gaga and the Pope and Versace yeah. and just like on the cover of a magazine and they're both kind of like posing mm-hmm. in Versace robes and like Vatican regalia, I would I would respect the church so much more if they just came out and were like, we fucking love money. Yeah. This is what we're about. We haven't been paying taxes. This is what we've been spending it on. Like, we ball the fuck out. Like, if there was a priest reality show about 
them clubbing <laughs> behind the scenes yes, after hours that in the would church. be fun yeah they take like there's a scene the opening of the reality show should be one of the cardinals in a strip club and he just busts open the top of the donation box and he starts fucking like <laughs> slinging dollar bills yeah. across stripper titties at yeah. least i would be like you know what Put my dollars to use. This is not what I expected, but at least they're being honest about it. Yeah, at least they're at the strip club and not in the confessional with a 12-year-old boy. Yeah. So I can get behind that. Let's go to the strip club. Yeah, send that boy to China. Let him make phones. (laughs) It's better than being part yes. of the Catholic Church. It's it's better to be a slave in a factory line than to be an altar boy in the Catholic Church. These days, it seems like it. Yeah. Well, all the days, really, I yeah. guess. So <laughs> it seems like this stuff has been coming out <laughs> since the dawn of time. So yeah. Yeah. It's 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 wild. I so I was thinking like because of the TSA 911 security fee, maybe the church should try to implement some sort of child cheek security fee mm-hmm. where like you pay to ensure the safety of a child's butt cheeks. <laughs> but if you model it off the TSA, 95% of yeah. priest cock will make it through oh. the security line. <laughs> so like we need something else. Like we need the, the TSA and the Catholic Church suffer from the same problem. It's that your walls are being penetrated 95% of the time. Yes. You need to realize your wrongs and come together. And, you know, the, the church is trying to stop balls. The TSA is trying to stop bombs. You need to yes. go to some sort of joint meeting and, and come together to save the, the country. Because we run on travel and we run on... Catholicism, There's no separation religion. of church and state here. We're, we're, pure, we're Puritan <laughs> beings, whether you like it or not. America was founded on religion. Yes. And we're also founded on innovation. Flight, right, brother? Like, we're not going to stop. We need to come together. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the priests need to stop trying to come together in yeah. other ways. And, and TSA and the Catholic Church need to come together. To save the good of humanity. Mm -hmm. See, and this like goes back to what you were just saying where people just give disabled people and old people like passes. You see this old as fuck white man. It's like they're always an old white man specifically. Yeah. And they're like the Pope or they're the pastor. um, And they're like fucking pedos. Yeah. And it's like, but you're so nice to them because they're so old. The 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 black woman who stops the terrorist should automatically become pope. Like if you stop I an want, act of yes. terrorism, I want. See, we've talked about Lizzo on the podcast. We we know our what, good friend Lizzo. Our good friend Lizzo. I go back and forth with this. I think like to be fair to Lizzo, if something came out where it was like. Tom Cruise forces his crew to eat bananas out of stripper pussy. I'd be like, Tom Cruise, the man probably overblown. I, Mm -hmm. I, the more I think about it, I'm like, it's probably some disgruntled dancers. I may be proven wrong, but like Lizzo is probably just trying to have some fun Mm -hmm. and like, maybe she got too into it, but she, I think if in order for her to re 
kindle her image to 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 get back on the map she needs to stop a terrorist attack and become the pope in the vatican i i, think- I would love that the choir ooh Ooh, girl, yeah. <laughs> that fucking choir is about to go off. Could you imagine? I'm buying that album. 100%. I'm praising. And how many people watch the the Pope give a speech every time he walks out? Mm-hmm. She'd have a concert of 100,000 people. It'd be so good. In the Vatican Square every time she put on a rope. I would absolutely love that. That would be a signal to me that we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. Yes. If there's a God, I hope she's black. Church would, uh, yeah, <laughs> and Lizzo. And church would be more interesting for <laughs> sure. White church is the most boring shit. It ever. is. I find myself, so I live in Harlem, people, which is predominantly black. And when I step outside on a weekend, I'm immediately feeling so good because all I can hear from every corner is literally there will be a choir of people just on the corner singing, yeah. singing church songs and as somebody that's not religious i'm like why the hell would i ever listen to that they got me dancing down the street they got me dancing to the subway i'm clapping i'm like this is some good shit here yeah and you know what you're not thinking about when you're having fun what sex with children yeah that's why the priests in the white churches they like they're looking for things to do (laughs) they're they're bored Mm -hmm. they're they're questioning their life purpose. They're not having shit to do. And then they see an altar boy and things uh, happen. <laughs> they, 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 there's a lot going on there, but I, I like you, you can't see a priest like clapping his hands to God, singing in front of a choir. Yeah. People are like two-stepping in the front row. Like you yes. can't go from that to being like, let me abuse a child. Like nah. you're just having too much fun. Yeah. You don't need you don't you don't need a child because you have embodied the child spirit yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think you're onto something here. Yeah. We need to bring the fun back to church. Yeah. Get some better fucking snacks and some better damn songs. Yeah. That's my recommendation. And And yeah, get some more diversity in there. Get some more diversity. Get some more, get some better homilies. Like I feel like the homilies are always so boring. What is that? What? It's kind of like the speech they give before the Eucharist, before they give out the bread saucers. I'm learning words. Yeah. So it's like the, there's, they tell a story, the priest Mm -hmm. tells a story based on, and it's, and so in the church I went to growing up, it was always just like kind of word for word read from the Bible would just be no. a, about I can some read guy, it in my head faster. Some guy who finds a fish and gave it to his neighbor God and then bless. taught his neighbor how to had fish. A fish and was like, because I taught you how to fish, You'll eat for you don't a need any fish. Yeah, exactly. I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> but in black churches, they're like casting the devil out live yes (laughs) yeah it's so much more literally a priest is like putting his hand on someone's heart being like be go and he like sucks the devil out of someone and then everybody in the stands is like yes (laughs) yeah i love that welcome to the new world 
well, and that's like, that's <laughs> everybody's um, clapping, that's my snapping. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but it's truly like they they got that right. White people yeah. are not doing church right. Yeah. OK, you all are taking it way too seriously. And you've got yourself so messed up in the seriousness that you're, the freaking priest is so bored. He might be sleeping with your son. So you yeah. need to be careful. Yeah. Okay. Maybe go to a different church where they clap and have fun. 100%. And uh, expel demons. Stop clapping cheeks and start clapping hands. That's, that's right. That's, that's the way that it should be done. That was beautiful, Zach. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, if if I was in a different life, I could put together a pretty good homily. Mm-hmm. But I, I wouldn't go... I, I wouldn't get recruited by the white churches. I, I'd go, I, I, I try to be like mm-hmm. the one pastor that just like grew up in the black church, kind of like Elvis. Yeah. But a pastor. True, true. Yeah. So that, that's what, that's what I would go for. Okay. There's still time. Yeah. Come up to Harlem. You can hang out with me. I'll introduce you to some people. How, how often do you guys go to church? We never go to church. We're not. I've literally. But you've been, they have churches up there. Oh, yes. That are They're more everywhere. Like soul gospel. Oh, yeah. They'll open the doors. They'll actually. I'm not kidding. They will bring a microphone out, <laughs> put it on the sidewalk. Wow. And just like 12 of them will just start singing. Yeah. So there's no escape. They bring church to you in Harlem. Yeah. <laughs> there is no. It's front door delivery. Yeah. of gospel to you <laughs> yeah they're like oh you have a uh, book club on sunday can't make it to church we'll sing outside your house yeah and now no they escape. have gotten smart there's one church that we walk by on our way to whole foods and now they're starting to advertise things to get like young people like not too mal- young no 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 they, they it's keep like it they want to get <laughs> the influencer demographic in. So they'll be like, oh, we're hosting a cooking class, cooking and Uh, yoga, come on through. Like they're trying to announce things that'll like lure just the average influencer or average like 20 something year old. Be like, oh, I want to do for yoga and cannabis, sure. And then you're in there and then you're actually getting like a sermon read to you, but you're also smoking weed and doing yoga. I think that is such a magical experience. Yes. To, <laughs> that to, sounds fun. To, to, you're able to to blow a blunt and downward dog. Charlie yes. D'Amelio is just hitting the world like in sequence mm-hmm. with the choir because mm-hmm. they've attracted the influencer crowd. Yeah. And she's not speaking. I've yeah. never heard her speak, but like she's just doing the thing. I've that, never. That she, I know what she looks like, though. And you want to know who lives across the street from this said church? Julia Fox. I'm not going to dox her, but Julia Fox is my neighbor. Really? Yes. <laughs> is, is Julia Fox, is, is she the girl in suits? No, that's Meghan Markle. <laughs> that's Prince oh, Harry's wife. No, there's another, there's another like white girl on suits. No, I don't. Well, I don't know. I didn't think Julia Fox had any like she's no the doppelgangers. Uncut, she's the uncut okay. jams girl. Yes. Okay. And now I know. Uh, she's, on Daddy. she's on Color Daddy. She's on Color Daddy. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Got and it. I have bumped into Julia a few times. She's so nice and so sweet. But yeah, I mean, come on up to Harlem and try your luck at smoking weed and doing yoga and preaching with Miss Julia Fox. It's beautiful up in Harlem, people. I'm would, getting the tourists. I can hear them. I would I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. Yeah. I think that's the thing that tiktok is missing because like it when you see the dances on the screen 
and again goes back to china setting the tone with the less screen time Mm -hmm. there's like there's no energy coming from the screen you're like this is weird why are people dancing Mm -hmm. this is just like everything that i see but if it was synced up with music and a choir yeah and weed Mm-hmm. and yoga and there's like a place to disperse if i'm smoking all weed, those moves i'm having the time of my life yes a hundred percent you need you need an energy tick it's not we- like tiktok is weird because it takes the energy out of dancing like it's just mm-hmm. like when you see people like going like this in silence yes you're just like <laughs> the dancing isn't the weird thing it's like Mm-hmm. they're in their room like they're, yes. they're they're in a closed off room yeah with no sound yeah and they're just kind of like hitting something and then putting a I song too over used it. to make dance routines when i was 10 and would perform them in front of my parents who yeah. would laugh at me and lock me in a room for 10 days to avoid the internet yeah, and and <laughs> n- I concerned you there for a second. And now <laughs> you know how to put together an iPhone 12. Exactly. Yes. For a second there, I saw you be like, is she telling me real trauma? <laughs> I, I don't. Wanna... And I was like, no, I'm I'm just playing along. Maybe. There's definitely something there. We'll we'll get we'll monetize <laughs> your trauma somehow. Yeah. That's the thing that we said when we were almost not going to do this podcast. And then. I was like, well, what if we could monetize our trauma? And at the same time, we both said yes. And so we need to we need to get that's into a, it. the true, true story. If if you ever take anything seriously, it's that. Yeah, <laughs> we are absolutely trying to monetize our trauma. I think we'll do one of those like Mr. Beast full send YouTube videos where we just go to the place like China and mm-hmm. I become a factory worker for 10 days <laughs> and traumatize myself yeah. on camera. And I uh-huh. like go and I'm just like next to 12 year olds and I'm just trying to like, is does this piece go here? Or where where does the case go? I, An eight year old makes like 50 phones and, in and, the time that you make one. Yeah. And he, the kid next to me is just fucking like pumping that just like going down the factory line, just an absolute savage. I start to cry. He's telling me I'm a pussy, but yeah. I don't understand it because it's in another language. And he's just wiping he's like, like, you tall, blonde-headed, stupid idiot. Bitch, I'll make your phones for I'll feed your family for you. I'm feeding my family right now, but give me yours too, and I'll put food in their mouth. <laughs> my family of four because that's all yeah. we're allowed to have. And he's wiping my tears, and I'm just like, God damn, like, that was a hard 10 days. Yeah, and you would need there. a retreat to the Harlem churches after that to I would. come back to life. They would expel the Chinese demons. See, I think I would be more okay with these Chinese factories if there was a black church for these little Chinese kids to go to after <laughs> yeah. hours. After nice. hours to de-stress. Yes. And you want to get close to the Lord. And just imagine a hundred Chinese kids in the in the pews just like clapping their like <laughs> their hands that are broken from making Aww, phones they yeah. have all these callous but then the choirs just like pumping the holy spirit back yeah. into them led by lizzo and the, and the chinese kids <laughs> they're kind of like sad when they walk in but by the time they leave they're just like this. yes <laughs> <laughs> at the end 
Oh, and that's how you and that's how you end cultural divide. That's how you bring it's a start the world together. At least we put something up, you know, on the table. Yeah, it's better than nothing. If there was one black church in North Korea, Kim Jong Un would free them all right now. That's, that's, <laughs> yes. I think I think if you're gonna infiltrate North Korea, mm-hmm. you need to start with a black church mm-hmm. and just you, you need to fill Kim Jong Un with with the soul that mm-hmm. he's been missing. Yes. You can't want to enslave and you can't want to do negative mm-hmm. when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, when you're filled with mm-hmm. that. He's going to get a soul. taste of that after sermon, triple, quadruple cheese, mac and cheese. And he's going to be like, mm. whoa, Mm-mm-mm. I'm a changed person. Yeah. No wonder these terrorists are scared of black women because they're afraid of their own feelings. That's, that's what, right. That's what they're they're really like in that moment. When she steps into the aisle and is just like, mm-mm, that terrorist then just has a super introspective mm-hmm. moment and yes. flashes back to their childhood and is like, is this what I wanted to do with my life to all these people? There's time to plane? change. There's time to change. And and he just sits down. And, yeah. And, and everyone goes back and it's a safe flight. Yes. And the terrorist starts crying when he gets off the plane and the black woman the is, is just like, like you didn't here. you didn't know you were you were part of a system. It was a systemic problem. You were part of it. it you didn't know what you were doing. Come here. Come <laughs> here, child. Come, come, come here. Come, come to church with me on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then that's how you that's how you bring people. Healing. Together. That's healing. Yeah. The ultimate healing. Yeah. And you guys could heal with us, too. More than once a week. Yes. <laughs> if you want. We we still, uh, d- did you still have one more story or was that? what? Where are we on time? 122. We could do something quick if you wanted to. Okay. Let, real quick, we can stay on the topic of kids. Yeah. More kids. Um, yeah. Let's stay on the topic of yeah. kids. I thought this was interesting. So are you familiar with Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell? They are a married couple. The power celebrity couple. Yeah. So Dax Shepard is a funny guy. He's been in movies like Without a Paddle. That's really the only one that I love. So Uh, but he's been in other things, right? uh, Fucking the one with the car where they go on the ramp. uh, Hit, hit. uh, uh, Fucking not Tropic Thunder. Um, What? Top Gear America. No. (laughs) I'm uh, trying to look. Dukes of Hazzard. The new one, oh, I think. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. Um, and then Kristen Bell is really famous for her show, Veronica Mars. But also, if you've seen... Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yes, that's exactly what I was about to say. That's an iconic movie. So, yeah, they've been together for a long time, married for a long time. They seem like a perfect Hollywood funny couple. Yeah. Um, Dax Shepard, also one of the biggest podcasters in the world. Indeed. Shout out, Dax. Yeah. Let us know if you'd like to come on and talk about yeah, this. Yeah, we'll definitely think about Explain it. Explain yourself. Yeah. Um, because it came out, this is from CNN, that Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell let their children drink non-alcoholic beer. And I just found this so interesting because, you know, in theory... There's, I mean, it's non-alcoholic beer. So yeah. it's like, yeah, I guess they can drink that. Yeah. But it's a, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I guess there's nothing wrong with that. But it looks like there's something wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> like that doesn't seem right. Yeah. It looks like they're raising a bunch of pussies <laughs> who drink non-alcoholic yeah. beer. 
that's the first thing that pop. I, I would, my childhood trauma would be remembering the times when my dad fed me O'Doul's instead of handing me a Bud Light <laughs> and being like, "Here's a real beer, son," mm-hmm. and I'd be like, "Dad, you." You for years you let me think that I was a man and you were just giving right? me these point zero two percent alcoholic right? beverages. And then they're gonna be teens and they're gonna think they can crush like real beers. Yeah. And they're gonna end up getting like shit hammered. Yeah. Off of it. Yeah. But I I I don't know what to think. No, me neither. Well apparently Dax Shepard is a recovering alcoholic, so he drinks non alcoholic beer. And I guess th- how many kids do they have? I think they have a couple kids. Um, they have a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, and, okay, two kids. So a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old. Or maybe, I don't fucking know. It's Now they're saying now 9-year-old. Mm. Just tell me. Just tell me one age. Um, but, yeah, so when she was a, this little girl was a baby, she grabbed an alcoholic beverage from a table while they were out of the country and took a sip. Um, that led Belle to share why non-alcoholic beers are special in their family, starting with her story with context is important because Kristen's not standing for any of this because so many people are kind of outraged by it. But I just guess when you look at the paperwork, there's nothing yeah. in there like they can. That might be better for them than slurping down like fucking soda pops. Yeah. And who, also, who does Dak Shepard think he is? to push sobriety upon his children. That is a that is a decision. They need to go down their own alcoholism road first. There's no sobriety without breakdown. You mm-hmm. have to let your children choose whatever path they're going to do, go through the bumps, go through the bruises, wake up in a ditch burping something that smells like a combination of vodka sodas and throw up. Yeah. Look someone in the eyes who you're not quite sure if you had sex with the night before. (laughs) And that looks totally different Mm -hmm. from what you thought they looked like last night. Yes. Feel your pants and feel the empty space where your wallet, phone and keys used Mm -hmm. to be. And then have a panic attack. It's a universal experience. Be in a different city than the one that you started drinking in. Oh, no. And then choose sobriety. Yes. But don't push that on your toddlers let them Mm -hmm. make that important decision it's kind of badass though because i'm like you know football season's coming up it's like hey little kid go get us a couple beers get Mm. yourself one too (laughs) (laughs) you know and then they just come back and they got their oduls and you know we got our beer and we're just cracking it open eating chicken wings together like talk about the coolest little kid i do think it would be funny to get the O'Doul's in a Bud Light can or core, like just have specially made ones that you see the kids crack open, but it's not alcoholic beer, but just in front of your friends <laughs> that have no idea. Mm-hmm. And you see like a four-year-old finishing a Bud Light and stomping into the ground being like, <laughs> get my fucking milk. Where my co- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just like in their crib fucking using one of their toys to, to shotgun a Bud Light. Yeah. I think that's great. So, you know, and Kristen Bell says she doesn't care about judgment. Keep it to yourself. So Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard are in no way stopping their children from crushing a six pack of O'Doul's. Yeah. And they're going to be so good at funneling and chugging beer by the time they get to college. They're going to be set. I don't 
I don't judge them. I'm my concern is for real. To me, and and I speak for a lot of people when I say this, alcohol does not taste good. And what I mean by that is mm-hmm. if you had to if you had to purely quench your thirst, mm-hmm. beer, liquor, th- these were not the first things mm-hmm. that people grab out of a choice of just this is a great taste. This is this is uh flavorfully pleasing to me. Yeah. I worry if by giving your kids non-alcoholic beer yeah, that no, tastes the point. same as alcoholic beer, mm-hmm. just without the alcohol, you're training your kids yeah. to crave the taste of alcohol. So they're not only battling uh possibly future addictions to alcohol, but like I also this is my favorite tasting thing in the world because I've been drinking it since I was five. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of right. I remember the first time I drank a Miller Lite. I like I thought because I'd see my dad drink so many Miller Lights growing up. That's his favorite beer. And as I got to be like, you know, 12, 13, I was like, I want to know what that magic can is all about. Mm. So then I cracked one open and I took a sip and it was the worst tasting fucking thing I've ever had in my life. It was so bad. I was like, who drinks this? Now put a Miller Lite in front of me. Yeah. (laughs) I could drink it in one sip. And magic cans are also what priests call children's butt cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) Let me see those magic cans. Shake them for me. (laughs) (laughs) No. Not in black churches though. No. Um, but yeah, I, I do, I do like whenever I've had alcohol, whiskey, beer, it's always this tastes good for whiskey or this tastes good for mm-hmm. beer. But like, it's not, it's not something uh, like when I drink, uh, you know, like a fucking iced tea, for example, yeah. with no alcohol in it. And I just slug it because I'm mm-hmm. so fucking thirsty I I do think that you could somehow influence kids drinking it from a young age to I think so to like crave that taste. You I know think I mean? so. It I agree. I guess that's probably why there's a lot of outrage. But I guess in theory, like it it's not illegal. Like a a anybody under eighteen can buy non-alcoholic beer, so yeah. it's legal and. You know, it's within their household. And I guess it also depends on, like, the kids, right? I mean, how well do you know your kids? Like, some kids, I I think it should be a little bit concerning because clearly addiction runs in the family. Yeah. So, like, for me, I have I do not have an addictive personality. I've always been able to, like, just do something, put it down, like, and never need it again. But my dad doesn't really, my mom doesn't really, like, here we have Dax Shepard, who clearly does have an addictive personality. Mm. And now, even though your kids are probably cool and intellectual, especially because they're rich and so they get to live like just a more cultured life and are probably more mature than most 10-year-olds, they're yeah. still like, they still probably have like addictive traits. Like... Yeah, like in your genetics. Yes. For sure. You can pass down addictive mm-hmm. tendencies. Yeah. My question is how far do you go with the fake version of the drug or the drink? Mm-hmm. Like, do you give them fake cigarettes? You give them like Like you, the movie cigarettes. Yes. You have them well, drinking yes, O'Doul's. Remember those? Do you remember fake cigarettes? There was like a candy. 
I've never, I, I know really? what they are, but I've never had I, them. I had them when I was a kid and I forgot all about them. And somebody, it just came up recently. And I was like, wow, that was fucking crazy. But also, can you imagine they're like, they're taking out their, <laughs> they're like, take out a fake bank card and they just toss some like fun dip on yeah. the table. And they're like, you line it up like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and then Dak you Shepard it is like, like this. this is how your dad used to do it. <laughs> This isn't gonna get you high. It not the sugar won't get you nearly as high as what I used to do. But we'll learn. I want you to be prepared. Like you're, you're. That that's like I guess deep down what my concern would would be is like you're going through the motions of drug use without the actual drugs. Mm -hmm. So like, how far do you take that? You have the fun dip cocaine. Yes. You have the fake cigarettes. Mm -hmm. You saline heroin. Yeah. Like. Uh, you, there's plenty of things that are like lsd tabs and yeah. molly i mean just toss a skittle in there yeah you, <laughs> you do like a one of those uh like a put a swedish fish under your tongue and your yeah. dak shepherd's like all right make sure you feel it <laughs> melt before you swallow yeah like how far like what is the point <laughs> i guess like what is the benefit of charading your kids with drugs why not just yeah. keep them away from the the drugs until they're ready to do the the real thing you hope you can do that or yes. like be honest with them around the age of 15 or 16 when you suspect yeah. things could start and give them all the information rather than kind of like lubing them up with a <laughs> fake version of it yeah i mean i agree with you totally i don't think i would I, I'm not buying non-alcoholic beer for one, so there won't be any in my house for my child to drink. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, hey, we're not parents, yeah. So what can we do? I agree with that though. If my child steals a beer from the fridge, he's gonna get drunk. He's gonna know the consequences. I'm not gonna keep any of that fake shit in the house. <laughs> That's right. Just like I've heard parents that catch their kids smoking cigarettes and they make them smoke an entire pack. Oh my chain god, smoke it, so fucked. And it's the yeah. it's the worst thing ever. If you're three years old and you steal Bud Light, I swear to God, you better I'm, drink everyone in that case. While you're watching Dual Mulvaney do the <laughs> do the video every single one, you're gonna watch that Instagram reel she did to promote twelve times in a row while you're killing yeah. a twelve case of Bud Light. We we will not get into this, but did you see that Kid Rock was drinking a Bud Light? No. Oh yeah, it just came out like he was photographed at a concert like just the other day drinking a Bud Light, and of course it had people outraged Pussy. but it's like I, i'm just saying though like let, I, i'm more like everybody needs to wake up wake up people don't give a fuck about any of this stuff it's all just yeah. media literally yeah. just stop being so stupid yeah <laughs> like drink your bud light shut the fuck up yeah it's it's a good it i mean it's not it's not a good beer but it, for what it is it, which is a cheap beer a cheap beer yeah cheap light beer so it's, it's all right yeah i don't care who who drinks that and whether you're 3 or 30 you should be able to experience that for real yes. with your from your parents okay okay seriously though there have been studies that have shown that european kids have grown up more well adjusted than mm. american kids do you think European parents are giving their kids fake wine at the dinner table no. when they're growing up? They're like, no, you're going to learn how to tolerate their real shit. That's a good point. So that when you're 18, when when it's legal over there to drink alcohol, it's not going to be this this fucking like 
drunk fest of a day where you get alcohol poisoning yeah two of your friends fall off a boat because this is the first time you've ever been drunk it's like no you're gonna you're finish your homework you're gonna have this glass of wine and you're gonna learn how to drink like a man or a woman or in between yes i was gonna (laughs) no 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 yeah you need to include everything in between non-winery Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> non non winery. There's some wine that just doesn't identify as a a cab or merlot. Sometimes That's you got true, the non winery cab sauvignon. Yeah, you know? I'm not a wine person, but I believe you. I haven't uh, fact checked a single thing I've said in the past five years, so I'm gonna go. Same. And, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and uh, say that you're right. You should double check that. Uh, but I'm also right. Yes. Because I don't identify with facts or fiction. That's correct. I'm non-finery. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> but thank He's you. It's on a roll, people. Yes. Uh, uh, and also, you know, on rolls is what priests also find themselves doing uh, sometimes if they go to a white church. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, if you're TSA... If you're if you're a terrorist going through TSA, you're on duct tape rolls, taping bombs around your chest, just walking through mm-hmm. while people with Gatorade bottles get tackled to the floor. Yeah. And everyone gets congratulated. We, we need to make some changes. We, we need to identify that there are systemic problems in TSA, in churches, in in drinking, parenting seriously it's it's not always the people are are, you know they got to take responsibility for their actions but also we got to change up the systems and if the systems aren't working we got to fucking throw a wrench in it and see what happens that's right that's what we do on breaking takes we it is changing the world we're if more people listen then yeah yeah if tsa we need terrorists yes priests we need all of china and Dak Shepard. To listen in. Yeah. That's what they're probably trying. They're like, all these kids want to listen to breaking takes. And we need to limit that. Yeah. <laughs> Can't give them time. If you're a Chinese billionaire listening to this, you know, go ahead and subscribe to Breaking Takes Premium a thousand times because you can afford it. But yes. also, like, gift that subscription away to the people in China so they can learn from our ways and we can learn from them you know give them if you're gonna make them work in factories from sun up to sun down give them interesting premium episodes to listen to i agree and that's actually how we modeled the premium episode pay system which is you can subscribe for bonus episodes every month for what a chinese factory child worker makes per month so it's five dollars and you get bonus episodes you get AMAs where you can ask me and Sam anything. You get the entire back catalog of bonus episodes. It grows every month. We just threw up the first full episode there. There's mini sods up there. Um, so yeah, breakingtakes.supercast.com, five bucks a month. Uh, and if you also want to pay a little bit more, you can become part of the show and suggest topics for us to talk about and rant about and literally become part of the pod. Yeah, we would love that. We would love to hear from you. We would love for you to leave a review and ask us anything. So subscribe. 
Literally anything. Literally you, you've anything. You've heard what we're willing to talk about. I'm pretty much willing <laughs> to talk about it all. Yes. Breakingtakes.supercast.com. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we will see you next time. See you next time. Peace.